the Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to Your Safe Space. I'm your host, Adele Marie. And coming up on the show today, the grossest confession I have ever read. Seriously, you guys, get a fucking bucket ready. And making hard decisions. Confusing and overwhelming, but they don't always have to be. Let's get into it. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me again. Guys, it's another solo episode. I haven't done one of these in, what, two weeks? Three weeks? I don't remember. I actually love doing the solo episodes and I hope you guys don't mind. I'm not sure what you prefer. I have plans to make a, I don't know if you remember this from last year, but we actually had a little bit of a feedback form. I will make another feedback form soon. I also know that Christmas is coming closer and I hope that you guys are not freaking out because... I'm kind of freaking out, but it's okay. We're going to be all right. I also have a Christmas episode. It was the most recent one that came out, the one before this. If you want to go and listen to that, I think it might make you feel a little bit better. All right. We're wasting no time with today's confession. We're getting straight into it. I hope you guys are ready because as I said, this is fucking foul. All right. We're getting into the confession. Before I read it out, I would like to apologize to a couple of people. Firstly, Derek in the studio with me right now. I'm so sorry. Secondly, Lemuel, the editor, I'm so sorry. And my mum, who watches and listens to this podcast, I'm so sorry. This is called The Ultimate Housemate Horror Story. Are we ready? I cannot even tell you how bad this is. Every time I tell a friend, they can't believe me. This happened to me about two and a half years ago. I was only 20 and I had just moved out of home for the very first time and moved to a city nearby with a housemate. This housemate was known to my family. His name is Justin, and he happened to be my dad's best friend's son. Justin was also 23. I was hesitant about this because I didn't know Justin very well, and he was older than me, but as he was a family friend and he seemed to be quite clean and organized, I thought that it would be okay. I had never lived out of home before, or with a boy, or have any brothers, so I was really not sure what to expect. Here's where things get fucked. I had purchased a bunch of tea towels for the kitchen and we had the rule of sharing, washing and making sure the tea towels were included. However, I started to notice that every so often the tea towels would go missing from the kitchen. I didn't think much of it until one day I walked past his room and saw that the door was peeking open just enough for me to see my kitchen tea towel on his pillow. At first, I really didn't put two and two together because I was so naive. I then looked to the floor where there was a pile of the tea towels on his bedroom floor. I was really annoyed at first, but I just thought he had them there as he was about to wash them and just put them in his room with all his other dirty clothes. A few days later, I came home one day from uni and found outside his door in the corridor on the floor was the pile of those very same tea towels. I was pissed that he had just dumped them out on the floor, so I picked them up to put them in the wash and I was not prepared for what was about to happen. As soon as I picked them up, there was a mixture of soggy and wet tea towels and crunchy hard tea towels, and they reeked of cum. Absolutely disgusting. (laughs) I dropped the tea towels so fast because I was so distraught because I just couldn't believe he would use our fucking kitchen tea towels for that. What kind of boy thinks this is okay? I was mortified and I put them in a bin bag and took them straight to the garbage chute and drove to my friend's house as I could not face him. 
The worst part of all was that he knew I was on laundry every single day that week. And that was the day that he chose to leave them out on the floor in front of the laundry for me to find. I had to awkwardly call my mum and try to explain the situation to her, which keep in mind, I was 20 years old and so fucking mortified. She didn't even tell my dad because she didn't want to embarrass my dad or embarrass his friend or for there to be any awkwardness between us. They didn't back me up, but all my friends did. We have never, ever spoken about what happened though, but it has left me scarred. I can laugh about it now, but at the time I was beside myself. Guys, what the actual fuck? (laughs) I'm so sorry. This is a nightmare. This is nightmare fuel. And this, I'm going to say, wins the award this year for the most disgusting confession of 2023. And I just want to say, boy, suck. Housemates, boy, housemates fucking suck. I'm sure not every boy housemate does this. I don't want to generalize, but what I need a moment. Also, the fact that you then after the fact had to carry the mental load and your mum or like she didn't want to like tell your dad or make it awkwardness. I just think that's a bit bullshit to be honest. Like really in a perfect world, I would have loved to have called him out for his behavior and be like, bro, are you okay? What is going through your head that you think that that's fucking acceptable? And then to leave them out on the day that you're doing laundry. Every time I think about it, I actually want to dry reach. I'm sorry for the dry reaching sounds as well. And I'm sorry if you're eating, I might have to put a little note in when I share this episode. Don't listen to it if you're eating. But anyway, I have so many questions and I'm actually going to ask you to submit another question or another confession form for me because I need to know. I need to know what happened. You never spoke about it, but did he move out? Did you move out? Did he buy you new fucking tea towels? Like, please tell me that he did. Because I have questions and I need to know and I'm sure the rest of the community is going to want to know too. But I just want to say thank you for sharing. I guess I hope that you have gotten it off your chest and I hope that you feel better. And yeah, I don't blame you for being distraught. And that's a really fucked up thing to go through at 20 years old. All right, guys, if you have a confession or a question, doesn't have to be like this. I don't think I want any other housemate come horror stories. Okay. I think we can just cap it at this one. But if you have any other confessions or questions, there's not that many episodes left until we wrap up the show for the year and have a little bit of a break before we come back. So please drop it in the form. Let us know, get something off your chest. We can't wait to read it. All right. Thank God we have a change of pace. And disclaimer, I'm not a qualified professional. I'm not here to give professional mental health help or support, but if you do need that, check the show notes. All right, we're getting into the question of the week. Hi Adele, I love your podcast. My name is Alex. I have been in New Zealand for the last five years from the UK and I came here with my boyfriend, Zach. We have been together for seven years, but my current visa is coming to an end soon and I need to decide if New Zealand is where I want to live permanently and apply to become a resident. However, I'm flipping back and forth between wanting to stay in New Zealand or going back to the UK. For some context, I have no family or friends here in New Zealand. I do have two nephews in the UK and I really want to be a part of their life, probably a little bit more than I would be if I stayed. I also really love the New Zealand lifestyle and culture. My partner doesn't want children at all in the future, which is totally fine, but that is something I'm not willing to give up. So we have decided that we will be going our separate ways. So staying in New Zealand would mean that I was completely alone. I'm 25 now and I need to make a decision on where I want to live as I'm ready to put down roots somewhere and start a career. I have no idea what career though, as I'm currently a farmer. 
Becoming a resident is expensive and time consuming and it would take me three years to become a permanent resident, but I don't want to stay here and then regret going home or leave and then go back to the UK and regret my decision for staying. I feel like you give the best big sister vibes. What would you do in this situation? Or better yet, what would you say if it was Carla in this situation? I love Carla too, by the way. The veggie garden TikToks are so good. Anyway, that's about all I can write in this box without going too much into depth and boring you. Hope you have a lovely evening. Thank you. And Alex, I just want to give you a giant hug because you're a sweetheart, an absolute angel. And I thank you for the lovely message and the lovely writing. I'm so grateful that you're part of this community and that you can trust me with a question like this. I'm also so happy you sent it in because your question really leads to a bigger conversation around decision paralysis or this thing that I've seen trending on TikTok at the moment, which is called analysis paralysis. And I'm pretty sure most people listening to this podcast can relate. Every single person at one point or another, myself included, has gone through moments in their life where they have to make a choice and they have to make decisions, especially big ones. It could be stuff around your lifestyle. It could be stuff around your career, stuff around your relationships. When I think about the biggest decisions I've ever made in my life, it's always been around moving somewhere, a relationship, my career, or what else? No, I think they're the main things. But I've had moments in my life where I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I can make this call because there's just so much going on in my brain. So I really want to unpack it a little bit. And I want to unpack the psychology behind decisions and why we make them and why we don't. Now, I'm not too sure if you guys know this, but every single decision that you make day in, day out, I'm talking little decisions, right? From picking your outfit or what jewelry you want to put on for the day to picking what you want to have for dinner or what meal you want to make for lunch, big or small adds to the cognitive load on your brain. So the more decisions that you're making or the bigger the decision as well, that's going to put more cognitive load and more stress onto your brain. There's this other thing that happens where the more we put off a decision subconsciously, that then makes it harder for us to end up making the decision and it lowers the chance of us making a decision. It can also be overwhelming to the point where you don't want to make any decisions. And that's what I mean when I talk about decision paralysis or analysis paralysis. It's like you're paralyzed because you you can't make up your mind and there's so many options or you're at a point where nothing looks like a good decision. And instead of making a decision, you just sit in indecision, which is actually a decision as well. But I'll get to that in a second. Now, if you're wondering why this happens to us, some of the studies have shown that the paralysis or the difficulty when it comes to making a decision is tied to three things. The first one being information overload. So that's when you've maybe got too many options or you're thinking of too many varieties or too many variations. Perfectionism, because you're wanting your decision to be perfect or you're wanting everything to go perfectly or the fear of failure because you're worried about the outcome or you're worried about failing or you're worried about things not going to plan. As I mentioned earlier, I have also seen many videos on TikTok. I'm not going to reference TikTok as an information source, but there are some great ones out there about analysis paralysis. And I will say a lot of the videos I saw were about smaller decisions, like daily decisions, not so much heavier life-changing decisions like this one. And I do think Alex has a really tough decision here because she makes great points on both sides. And I can also relate a little bit, not totally because I have never lived in another country before, but I can only imagine that would be so challenging and difficult and being away from your family and moving that far away is not the same as living interstate, which is what I did. And I will give Alex my thoughts on what I would do. 
She also mentioned my sister, Carla. If some of you were wondering while I read that out, who the fuck is Carla? That's my sister. She's been on the podcast before. But the advice I would give to Carla is actually not the right advice that I think I want to give because my advice to Carla is so biased to the point that I have like attachment issues to my own sister and I would tell her she needs to come home. She needs to come back to the country I'm in so we can be together. Even recently, my sister went away for a little while and she's back now. But I was like, when are you coming home? I miss you. Texting her every day. What day are you back? When are you back? I'm very bonded to her. So I would tell her to come home and maybe that's unhealthy codependency because we're like Greek and Italian. And for some reason, those cultures really like fuse together. Like you really bond with your family. Uh, And I don't know if that's the best thing, but ignore my advice for Carla because I'm giving the advice to you. And I would give my own advice to myself as well in a second. But before we get into what I think you should do, I also want to hold a tiny bit of space for you to unpack your breakup a little bit because I know that you had said you agreed to part ways and it might be a very amicable breakup. It might be on good terms and I hope it is. That's probably the best kind of breakup that you can have. But just make sure that you have space in your life right now to also heal from that because going through a breakup and then making this decision, I'm just thinking your cognitive load right now is probably through the fucking roof. And so make space and make sure that you've got time to process any of those thoughts and feelings and other uncomfortable emotions that may come up when you do go through a breakup. Okay, you make very good points for staying and you also make very good points for going home. From your question, I think your main reason for staying is you like the lifestyle in New Zealand. You're at that point where you think you want to put down roots and settle, which is also a really nice feeling. And then you also have the bad part, which is you may regret your choice. And then your reasons for going home is mainly around your family and your two young nephews, which bless. I'm sure they're super cute and I'm sure that they would be excited to have you home as well. And then the not so good things about staying are the cost of the application. I don't know too much about getting permanent residency and also the time consumption and emotional toll that it can take. I know that you've said it's not an easy process and then also you may regret your choice as well. So when I look at that, you have more reasons for staying that are bad. You also have equal reasons for staying and equal reasons for going home. I don't know how heavy these reasons are for you though. I don't know how much value they hold. And so I think there is a way for you to get clarity. And the way that you do that is by firstly giving yourself some mental clarity. So having a time out from thinking about it. I don't know how much time you have or if you can allow a little bit of time, but have a break from it. You need to try to de-stress and declutter your brain and just give yourself a little bit of a circuit breaker in the sense that you don't have to think about what you're going to do with this big life decision right now and just carve out some space to fill up your cup to make you feel you again and to replenish yourself. I then want you to write down a list. You're going to do pretty much what I just spoke through, the reasons for staying, the reasons for going, the good things and the bad things. And I want you to sit with each decision. As you go through it, this is after you've had a break, by the way, okay? But after you go through the list and you sit with each reason, good or bad, I want you to feel how it feels in your body. And I want you to think about almost like a rating you would give it, like how much value, how much value does your nephews have versus how much value the lifestyle in New Zealand has. I really want you to kind of understand what feels more or weighs more. And it's not about ranking. In a way, it kind of is about ranking, but it's not really. It's just a way for you to figure out 
which decision you're going to be more comfortable with. And I actually did this activity when I moved back from Sydney to Melbourne because I was really distraught over it. And I was like, fuck, oh my God, it's like the worst thing ever. How can I pick? And I did this activity and it came out that me coming back to Melbourne was the right decision at that point in time. The point of that activity is to get you comfortable with the choice. And this activity goes for anyone listening. If you're having to make a hard decision right now, try that out because I promise you it gives you just so much clarity and zen. And then my last tip is to talk to someone you trust and be careful with this because I spoke to my psychologist about it and she's the one who gave me that activity. But you have to be careful with who you ask for advice because some people are going to give you a very biased response. Just like I told you I would be biased if that was Carla, there are going to be people in your life who are going to be biased if that was you. So when I was making this hard life decision for myself, I tried to not talk to too many people and I tried to not ask people that had like a vested interest, right? I just wanted people who really knew me and knew what I was going through and would understand kind of why I wanted to make that decision. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, there's no right or wrong in your decision. It's more about you being okay with the possible regret in either decision and accepting the fear, accepting the panic, accepting that it might go wrong and also knowing that if it does go wrong, you'll handle it. And if you do make the wrong decision, you can fix it when you cross that bridge. And I think that's kind of the advice that I would give to you. I personally, if I was you, would probably stay in New Zealand And I say that now as somebody who made the choice to move back to Melbourne when there was a pandemic, I was homesick. There were lots of things going on that meant it was the right decision for me then. But if I was still living in Sydney now, I probably could have still stayed there and my life could have gone on a very different trajectory. And I always think about it like sliding doors, the butterfly effect. But I think deep down, there will be a decision that feels less scary to you. Or there will be a decision that you feel more okay with accepting that fear and with accepting that what if it doesn't go to plan. And that's my last bit of advice. It's like either decision is not going to be wrong. Okay, I want you to make the right one for you. I want you to take my advice with a grain of salt and just know that the one you make will be the right one for that moment. And that's all that you can ask from yourself. And I wish you all the best and I wish you all the luck. I would love to know if you can give us an update on what you decided to do because I think you asked this question a little while ago. But yeah, keep me in the loop. I hope you've been healing from your breakup. I hope you've made a decision and I hope that you've made peace with your decision as well. And yeah, I'm sending you all the love. Guys, if you have any advice for this listener, come and join the Facebook group. Drop it in the thread for this episode. I think she will appreciate it. And if you have your very own question, please leave that. I'll put the link in the notes as well. And I can't wait to read it. All right, guys, we can wrap the episode there. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so sorry about the confession. That was so gross, but I love that you guys tune in every week. Please come back next week. I promise it won't be that rank. And of course, if you haven't, it is Christmas season. So if you would love to give me a Christmas present this year, I am taking five-star ratings on Spotify. I would appreciate it so dearly and I'm super grateful. I also appreciate a story shout out. So when you're listening to the podcast, chuck it on your story, tag me, tag the podcast and come and join the Instagram, the TikTok and the Facebook group. We love to see you in there and if you're on those platforms and you guys are the real ones, you're the OGs. All right. I will see you next time. Have a good weekend. Bye guys. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your safe space is a part of the Amplify podcast network. 